You don't need to sell your stuff to a thousand different people. You need to sell yourself to a hundred people 10 times over. Hey guys, you are listening to the Glock and Doc Audio Encounter, a podcast for small businesses in small towns. My name is Sadie Patchen, and I'm sitting here with Dale King and Tim Glockner. What's up, you guys? What up? Good morning. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to get right to it. Today's podcast, we are focusing in on a viewer-related question. Um... And thank you, by the way, for all the questions. Um, we've been getting a lot of them, but a lot of them have been pertaining to what's the best way, what's the best marketing method you guys have used um, to get the word out about your business. Right. So we've got a lot of pop-up businesses um, trying to make a difference down here in Portsmouth. We've got uh, big businesses, legacy businesses, you call it, right, Tim? Yes. Um making some changes, sticking with the time. So uh, what do you guys think is the best way to use marketing for your business? I know that you guys both go about this in totally different ways. Um, So I'm interested, and I think our viewers are obviously interested in hearing about what you do to uh, promote. Okay, well, let's start, start broad with the term marketing, which is the action of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. So when most people talk about marketing, they are really talking about advertising, which is just one aspect of marketing. So it's, it's the management, marketing is the management process through which goods and services move from concept to customer. So it includes the actual sale of the product. Um, where advertising is it's it's promoting what you have to offer so let me ask this question so what's more important advertising your product or the selection price and distribution of that product and the answer is both you really you can't have one without the other so you could have the best product in the world and an amazing advertising campaign but if you have no way to, or no selection, or no way to deliver that product to the customer, then you have nothing. And just the same, if you've got a team of people and all the product you need, but no one knows you have it, then, then you've got nothing. So, right. Yeah. There's no sense in uh, promoting a white dog turd. <laughs> so to speak. If So to speak. <laughs> so if, if, appreciate all these questions, but the main thing is this is assuming you are the best at what you're selling and or servicing. Right. So if, if you guys have a crappy business, no amount of marketing or advertising is gonna help. So this is, step one is you are the best shoe salesman, you got right. the best product, you got the best service. So that, that'd be step one, <clears throat> sorry Tim. No, so, yeah, well, I'll, I'll 
kind of relate it to what I do um, and just go through different forms of advertising. So we're, uh, we sell cars. We're an auto dealership group and we've been established and we've got a large ad budget. Um, so that's going to be different from some of you who are startups. Um, let me, let me ask a question and I, you don't need to say what that number is, mm -hmm. but what would be a good rule of thumb for percentage of your gross okay. should be question. given to marketing advertising. Well, and I think each industry is probably different. In the auto industry, we spend 10% of our gross profit. So if you're making $100,000 a year, mm -hmm. you're going to spend $10,000 annually on marketing advertising. Correct. Gotcha. Cool. Um, and with... Uh, and. In automotive, so it's it's a percentage of total gross profit, um, or they even break it down to how much per car is sold, so you can back into it uh, from your forecast. But so, what is a budget? A budget is just available cash, um, and once you're generating enough gross profit from sales, uh, then you can choose to invest whatever percentage of that you want um, into different forms of advertising to build your brand. So there's I kind of lumped it into three forms of advertising. There's conventional advertising, which includes print, which is largely dead, um, TV, uh, which there's broadcast TV and cable television, radio, billboards, which we call outdoor. Um, I do have some billboards. I'm not a big fan of billboards. I'm convinced that the only people that look at billboards are the ones that are paying for them but they, they, <laughs> I think there are I don't there. think that's true well I the think caricature there are, ones. <laughs> it, it all depends on the message anyway right. you can spend all the money you want and it, it all comes back to, to the message and and you be in the best of what you do but so you got those conventional forms of advertising and you've got grassroots advertising like local sponsorships and events um, Dale is getting ready to host his own event tomorrow um and that's a fantastic grassroots level advertising. And then thirdly is digital advertising. Um, so you've got search engine marketing, which is paid search. So you can pay Google for you to show up in the top three spots um, when someone searches for something that you offer. Or search engine optimization, which has to do with the uh, relevance of your website. And then your actual webso website is an app advertising form that's your virtual store then you can get down to targeted advertising like geofencing where you can actually draw a virtual line around a university if you just want to make an offer to someone in a specific spot um, and then third third party lead providers like for an automotive it's uh, autotrader.com cars.com mm -hmm. and the airline and hotel and rental car industry would be Expedia Travelocity and those those are fantastic forms of advertising. They cost a lot of money. Um, and then social media. So I think we'll probably be talking a lot about how you can leverage social media yeah. because that's a, a somewhat free form of advertising. Yeah, I would say that's the most cost-effective, beneficial for, for, new, for new businesses, especially you guys got to keep in mind, like we're, we're not telling you advice if you're in Columbus, New York, or Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, we run different industries, but we run them in the same small town. Um, so there's going to be things that we do in a small town that are going to be very, um, that'll be way more beneficial than possibly if you were in, in a bigger market. So just, just keep that in mind as we, 
as we go along with this. Yeah, so um, I read a book, and I had to watch the movie a few years ago about Moneyball and how Billy Bean of the Oakland A's kind of changed the game of baseball. And it really hit me, and I, I tried to compare it to what I do. And he, he had a limited budget. He's trying to compete with uh, New York Yankees and all these guys that had huge budgets and could just buy the talent, and, and he couldn't compete. So he figured out that to score runs, which is how you win games, you have people have to get on base first. And typically these guys that had a higher batting average – brought more money they demanded more money well he couldn't pay for them so he he figured out if he could if he could buy players that could just get on base he didn't care if they walked there or got on by air or if they actually got a hit but you have to get on base to score so if you think of your business and most of us have a at least a facebook page but mm -hmm. a website to sell mm -hmm. something from your virtual store a website visit is like an at bat that's you've got to get people in front of your product or service to just raise awareness. <clears throat> and then for us, um, people search a particular make and model of car and they'll come to a search page that has 2000 Camrys on it that they're looking for. But when they, when they narrow it down to a particular car that they want, that's called a vehicle description page. And that's like a virtual test drive. So once they click on whatever the product is you're selling, that's, that's okay. like a double. Mm -hmm. So is you that know? like when you enter, like, I want a black Camry? Or... Yeah. Okay. Black. Black. <laughs> Only. Is there any other color besides <laughs> no. black? Black and OD, OD green. green. OD okay. green. Yeah. Check. Just check it. Um, and then ultimately what you're trying to do is drive traffic. So you drive traffic to your website because it's, it's a whole lot easier to get someone to visit you virtually um, before they, they make contact with you. So uh, I would say a triple would be that they, they contact you in some way, whether it be a form fill to that they want more information or they email you or they call you, hopefully, you'd like to talk to them personally, or a live chat or whatever it is, the, the idea is to get a contact so that you can set an appointment or ultimately get them in your brick and mortar mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. Now, some of, of you are are gonna be just online stores so and don't have brick and mortar, but. Most small businesses, I, I would say, have some form of um, some space, a brick and mortar. And then the home run is just a sold unit of whatever you're selling. Mm -hmm. right. So so I backed it in to, if I've got X, I want to sell X amount of cars, in my case. I What's realistic? We, we figured out that our number is 2.5%. So for, I had to get... 25,000 people to visit my website to sell 625 cars. Huh. Um, and that was the Billy Bean philosophy of, of advertising in, in the auto world. And it, it applies to any business. So basically right. by, you know, you can look at your analytics on your website. Yeah. And over the course of a week or a month or whatever, it's going to tell you that benchmark. Yeah. You know, what you said, 25,000 views? Yep. So... If you're, and that's another thing, like you, you don't, with today's age, like you have real time fee or you have real time, like real time data on what's going on. So you're not in the blind as far as, okay, well, we're going to throw this out there and see what happens. Um, so 
by knowing where your collection point is, that mm. website in this case, you know if you need to try to do something, a different ad right. on Facebook or just maybe more uh, social media marketing or whatever, but um, it's not blind. Like, you know... You can measure now yeah. more right. than ever. Yeah. yeah, before you just spray and pray. You just throw an ad in the newspaper and just hope someone shows up. Right. Yeah. So I kind of want to kick it back to those different levels of advertising that you were talking about, the grassroots, um, the conventional levels of advertising. Mm -hmm. Can you measure a TV ad and, and its effectiveness on a customer. You, you could, you can. I mean, for instance, with, when Dale was on Shark Tank, they were watching their analytics, and when the when it aired, you watch the spike in visits right. and contacts and all that. So you can, you can, and we should probably do a better job at this. Um, yeah. But you, you could, we could take our, our TV run and watch those times of day to see if there's a spike. Because okay. most people are multi-screen users. Right. They're mm -hmm. watching, we're all watching TV and you've got a laptop or a phone in your hand. And that's the idea is, you're again, you're fighting for that attention, like Gary Vee says. And and it's difficult because we're, we're programmed to do about 17 things at once. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can measure better than, than ever before, but it's, it's still difficult. Yeah. I mean... Do you think that the future of advertising lies more in social media with, because I'm just thinking about like my generation, uh, my husband and I, we don't have cable at our house. So we're not catching those 60 second clip commercials and things like that. So do you think that advertising is kind of evolving into more, I mean, it's obvious that it is. Definitely more digital. Yeah, definitely. Um, and TV's got a place, depending on what, what you're selling. I mean, TV's expensive, and then mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest that a coffee shop go buy a TV ad. You know, right. How many cups of coffee you got to sell to pay for that? But definitely being online. Let me, um, let me interrupt. If you're that new coffee shop, mm -hmm. you can't afford 5000 whatever an ad cost on Channel 3, Right. let's say. But... What you can do is figure out a way to get a remote TV spot to come to you. Right. So if you hold an event or if you are doing some sort of some sort of newsworthy promotion, you just hacked your way out of five thousand yep. dollars, and yep. by virtue of and you're, it's going to have more credibility by you being on the news mm -hmm. than that commercial airing during the news. So as a startup, you need to think of creative ways to make that happen. Right. And that may not be your focus, like, oh, I just figured out, like, just by the virtue of you knowing your mission for your business, and hopefully a part of that mission is to do good, right. that stuff will happen organically. Yeah. Because I know, like, with Third and Court and the t-shirt shop, like you said in the very beginning, there's a thousand t-shirt shops online, but we're, we have to make ourselves unique. And we do that through, we do free advertising, basically, just by social media posts and kind of targeting the area, the Portsmouth area, because that's who we're trying to sell to. And just the creative content that we've put on has really drove traffic to our store. And we're lucky because we are a startup company, number one, but we do have a storefront location. And, I mean, we've never been on... TV or anything mm -hmm. like that, and we've had a lot of walk-ins just based on 
the content that we've provided. Right, absolutely. So now third and core, the t-shirt shop is also though piggybacking off an audience you've got for a couple other businesses, right? Right. I would say yes, and then I would say no. Because a lot of people don't we are getting people that already know like the gym audience, okay, they're they know what's going on by virtue of seeing what's happening in the retail shop. Um, so they we're gonna have a built in customer base with them. But that's on that's small compared to, you know, that's two hundred well, some people. Right. We have around two hundred some members of, across all programs and there's twenty thousand people in the town and I think fifty thousand in the county. Yeah. So that's you know less than one percent um and we've had a a lot more traffic uh, a lot of sales by people who have no idea what the gym or docs bar is so um we we try to try to be a little bit more all-encompassing of the of the area right so uh, the whole idea is to just what's the best and cheapest and most effective form of advertising has been always will be is word of mouth word of mouth king and how do you get more people to just know that you exist well this is part of marketing um, real estate I mean on main and main location 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 right. is that can be a part of your ad budget. I mean, if you're going to have brick and mortar, you naturally would want to, and you're in retail, you want to be in a highly traffic spot so that drive that it's got drive-by or, or, or foot traffic. And if you have to pay um, higher rent or mortgage, it's worth that it. might be a part of your ad budget. Right. Yeah. Um, and you did that somewhat. Um if you had that into, well you outgrew your space your original space right but you definitely moved to a, a better location and then your space has to look the part too right that's part of marketing yeah I think that's a big part of third and court um, and the success because I mean where our location number one we're already at the gym number two like you said earlier you know we are selling Doc Spartan out of the gym as well we got a lot of foot traffic in general and the building's black and green, and mm-hmm. it's in the middle of Bony Fiddle, you know, so it just kind of stands out in that way, and I think that's helped us a lot. I think another term that is thrown in here and used, um, used the same vein, but the, it's really kind of different, is advertising, marketing, and then today's term is branding. Mm-hmm. So you, you had to be, you got to be, you got to know what all three of those are, Um you know, like we said, advertising is like you're doing a radio promo for tomorrow to come to the dealership for a whatever. You're raising awareness for a whatever. one-time, one-day event. That's mm-hmm. advertising. You're going right. to pay for that for a defined, in-specific goal. Marketing is a collection of advertising, and it basically, it's kind of all-encompassing of what you're doing to notify the public of the good or the service mm-hmm. that you're offering. That's Print, did, however you want to do it, but that's all the forms Tim kind of talked about. And to me, and this is just my opinion on branding, mm-hmm. branding sits over top of all of those. Yeah. Brand, branding for me is the American flag short shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the, it's the GMC 
OD green and black truck. Mm -hmm. It's the black building. Yeah. It's 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 your look, your sound, and who you are. Yeah. And, and like, so if you think of a of a political candidate, you want people to, when they see red and white and blue ranger panties, or they see a flag hanging up on the to think, oh, Dale King, Doc Spartan. Right. So branding is a is a daily practice of who you are. And if you own, in my opinion, if you own your own business, there's almost no separation between who you are. And this this isn't, this is my opinion. Like mm-hmm. a, lot, yeah. a lot of people are able to have a clear distinction between, you know, John Smith, the business owner, and John Smith, the person. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, my business is is who I am. It would right. be exhausting to be two different people. Right. Yeah. And then you're not authentic and I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. And if, you know, and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dog accountants or anything, but like accountants are typically buttoned up and stuffy. Right. Um, but they're also very numbers and organ, organiz, organization focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be kind of hard to be, have an outlandish personality and promote your accounting business. Right. Let's say, um, but if your business is who you are, then what you do on a daily basis um, needs to reflect, reflect reflect your branding. I got a buddy, um, Ryan Williams, who owns uh, Industry Threadworks, which is a, uh, a t-shirt company. Well, it's an apparel company. They basically do business-to-business transactions. So they want to take care of all your apparel needs. Um, and he's, he does a bunch of other stuff. But... He has a Lamborghini mm-hmm. that he wrapped in a cryptic Arctic camouflage pattern and kind of put his logo strategically around it. Yeah. And uh, if you see that thing driving down, you're like, what in the what Well, the there's hell a Lamborghini. I'm going to look at it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, if and eventually, like, you'll see a small decal on there and it will force you to do a Google search mm-hmm. on that. Um, so essentially, like, he uses that Lamborghini as a way to reflect his business. Mm-hmm. And, like, he is now the, the oh, that's Ryan, the guy who owns the Lamborghini. Yep. So, and also, he's now writing that off as a business expense because it's his everyday um, it's spotlight on his, on his business. Mm-hmm. Now, if he just had a Chevy Cavalier... Would would that Chevy Cavalier turn into more Nothing business? Against Chevys. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm but like, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean Lamborghinis are ridiculously expensive <clears throat> and obviously he had the means to do that. But his point, and he's actually talked about this before, is yeah, that thing was three hundred thousand dollars or whatever it is. But he goes, I can point to four to five examples of where that's turned into five hundred thousand dollars worth of business. Right. He can justify. And that's kind of an extreme because we're not. I'm I mean, thinking if you we want need a Lamborghini for Glock and Doc <laughs> podcast. We need to get the word out. <laughs> so that, it's a method, but that's kind of more of a. Uh, that's an, just a, a, a broader, ex, a big example of the marketing, advertising, branding example that that you can go with. Um, right. Let me ask this, Dan. This and this can be tough to to answer. I think. Um, is what if you if you're selling a commodity like coffee, well, even t-shirts. t-shirts. You can buy t-shirts anywhere. Coffee, food, and new cars you can get anywhere. 
and we're talking about branding, it's, I mean, it's, you don't have something unique. So you, so something about you, what is your competitive advantage or why they should choose you, your unique selling proposition? What's, what edge do you have when you're selling a commodity? Um, I think I would like to answer this for Dale. <laughs> I'd like to chime in and with my opinion of why I think someone would buy our stuff or, or even the gym like you yeah even the gym because different places I think because you see a culture built around what you're selling and when you buy that product kind of like I mean same thing with Doc Spartan like when you buy that product you're cool you're just as cool as the dumb stuff that we do in the videos you know and you're part of it now and you're having fun with us when you put on that Doc Spartan you're having fun with us if you're doing the at-home workout that we post from the gym or if you come in and buy a yacht club t-shirt with a pontoon on it you're having a good time so i just think like if you're a stuffy person and you're selling something you're trying to sell something if it doesn't look like you're having fun in what you're trying to sell or with what you're trying to sell then why would i have fun with that why would i want to buy that or do that that's that's a it's a great response. I I've I have a local service based business. That's a gym. I have a national product based business. That's Doc Spartan. And now we just started a, a local product based business. Okay, they are all three v- different in the target audiences, what they have to offer. Um, and who we're trying to offer it to, okay? So mm-hmm. in, in the terms of the commodity, that the best answer for that would be would be Doc Spartan. People, in my opinion, people like to support us because the product is awesome. Um, like like we said earlier, the product product is great. That's what you're supposed to have. Now they would like to support us a because it's a veteran-owned business, so Americans like. And thank God, like like to support a veteran-owned business. Mm-hmm. B, they like to support a veteran. They like to support any business that's made in a small town America. My opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they like to they like to know what that company believes and stands for. So for early on, we uh, you know the company was even born and, and created in part due to Team Sum Assembly required. And because of that, we wanted to use a portion of our proceeds to give back to that organization. And when people are spending money, they're basically choosing their dollars to vote for someone or something. That's what you're doing. Like, so if it's Coke or Pepsi, if it's Maxwell House or uh, Folgers, Folgers, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's the difference between those two. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how cool do you feel when you have a nice cup of Folgers? Right. Negative. You don't feel cool at all. I prefer Doc Spartan one day closer to death. (laughs) Ting! (laughs) Um, So, but if you know, if if you're buying Combat Ready First Aid Ointment, by by virtue of going on the website and following us on social media... Mm -hmm. Social media is the daily practice of branding. 
marketing. Okay, you and you know very well that if you are on point with your message, it should be crystal clear to the consumer that when they vote for you with their dollars, what you're doing with their funds. Right. There should be no. Now, if if uh, if our message was me just driving down in a Porsche making it rain all the time, yeah, then no one's gonna want to support that. Okay, because so, we're, we're basically, I mean, we're competing against uh, big box antibacterial creams, mm-hmm. which, and this is kind of funny, like, when we went to, when we went on Shark Tank, this is actually a great point, when we went on Shark Tank, Renee and I were battling, not battling, but, you know, it's confusing to the customer if we're selling a first aid ointment mm-hmm. and there's a skull, <laughs> a skull, there's a skull right. with a doctor's mask on there, okay? it. I totally agree and I totally understand that could be like, what is this? Yeah. Okay? But I only know how to sell my products to my target audience, which basically the target audience is me. Um you know, a guy who likes to drink beer, likes to work out, likes to have fun, loves America. Right. Okay? I know how to sell those guys because I can speak their language. Um, so we had we had a discussion on, listen, we're going on national TV. Does the skull really need to be, can it just say Doc Spartan? Um, which, depending on who you ask, I mean, I think the safe answer would be to say, just put Doc Spartan on it. Right. So I was very adamant that the skull stay on it because the skull was who we are as a brand. Yeah. Because if if I go into CVS or Walgreens or wherever and I need a first aid ointment and I see the one with the cool skull doctor's mask, that's going to that's going to stand out and that's going to appeal to me right away mm-hmm. versus just a yellow letters box letters. Okay, and it was a risk because going up there, you don't know going into that tank, you don't know what's going to happen, who's going to enjoy it. And if you watch the episode, we got shot down, shot down, shot down. And matter of fact, Lori, who I, Lori's awesome, um, she gave us great feedback, but Lori would not be a customer of Doc Spark. Right, right. Okay, and she was, and she said it. She exactly said that concern, like. I don't, the, the skull, like, it doesn't, I don't know what we're trying to do here, la, la, la. Robert immediately chimed in and said, I love it. I get it. I love it. I understand it. Right. And that was, Robert was the kind of guy that we were selling our product to and somebody that's going to get it. Mm-hmm. And that's your logo. Right. Is a part of your brand. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't feel good and comfortable about your logo... Then you're not gonna want to promote it. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, and I think how it all started was just talking about targeting the people you want to have your product in their hands. And like you said, I think that's a good point. No, not everyone's gonna buy Doc Spartan because maybe a skull turns them off. But right. for you and Renee and the company, that is you guys, and that's that's who you are and. Yeah, the original the question was, uh, what's your competitive advantage? What's your competitive advantage? Okay, so yeah. right, so we're we're in the skincare industry with Doc Spartan. Okay, 
We sell first aid ointment, deodorants, scrubs, soaps, which clearly I know nothing about because I take a shower once a week, <laughs> if that. But so if you have ABC deodorant and then you see armpit armor deodorant, yeah, which is going to be which is going to appeal to you more, right? Um, so our competitive advantage is like we. We don't want to do, we don't market to what's been done before. We market to meatheads like myself uh, who don't mind the, the fact that we use badass mm-hmm. in, our, in our logo and our marketing. So we're, I think if you look at the macro level of no one will tell you, I love shopping at Walmart. Right. I love I, Walmart. Who who buys you know who has Walmart T-shirts? No one like like Walmart is looked upon as like the Darth Vader of the of the corporate world, right. which was okay 20, 30 years ago yeah, that's... when they came on the scene and they were able to offer cheaper prices and wider selections. Um, that's what I was going to say. Like in the last. <coughs> maybe 20 years, 15 years, people are really honing in more on that buy local. Shop local. Shop local, yeah. And it hits them in the feel goods when they know that they're, number one, when Take Doc Spartan, I'm going to make a purchase on their website. It's an all-natural product, so it's good for my body. And a portion of what I'm what I'm buying is going to go to a nonprofit of veteran, non-veteran, adaptive athletes. And you can so tune in on a daily basis to our social media. Yeah. You can see us making the product. You can see us labeling it. Right. You can see it. We, we are as transparent as we can be because we're proud of what we do and we're proud of who we serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so that leads me to kind of the next point is, all right, all this stuff is great. How do you do it? So I think Tim and I are basically agreeing if you're – We'll just, I'm gonna use the coffee shop example. Or let's say uh, we're selling beer. We got a bar, mm-hmm. okay, or a brewery. Glock and Doc. Dream on, boys. Brewery, trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Ting. Okay, so we're a new brewery on the street. How do we get our name out there? How do how how will we do that? Okay, so we I follow. Uh, I recommend all you guys read the book by Gary Vaynerchuk called. Jab, 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 right hook. It's basically a, a, a how to use, how to do social media marketing. All right. Um, and I want you, now whenever I say marketing, I just want you to use, just envision the term storytelling. Because if you market effectively, you are telling the story of your company and your employees. Okay. And that sounds way cooler than marketing. Right. All right. Um, so, you want to use social media as a way to tell your story. And don't be an asshole when you do that. Right? So how do we not be an asshole? Through your social media, you very rarely ask the customer something. Ask them to give you something. Okay? The jabs, jab, 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 is basically give, 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 give. And then when you come in with the right hook... That's when you announce a sale. Mm-hmm. That's when you announce an event. That's when you put out there, hey, if you like what we have, here's how to buy something. Right. Compare that with 
buy now, buy this, buy here, buy now, sale, 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 buy now, buy now, buy now. You're being an asshole to the customer by always putting ads in their face. It's like spamming them. And you are never giving them anything. So why would they buy from you if, A, if they don't trust you? You know, in the day, I guess you know, we're basically just talking about trust, building trust with the consumer. Um, and we, I learned how to do that with the gym first. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a gym, like we would just, um, we give workout tips, we give blog posts, uh, we have free workouts. We do, you know, this is something we do weekly, like free workouts. Here's a workout mm-hmm. of the day. Here's a, here's a squat tip. Here's this. Here's that. And you continue to put yourself out there in front of the consumer mm-hmm. um, and build trust. And you're not you don't you're not asking them to hop in bed with you that night, okay? You're courting them by developing trust. And then when it comes time and, and when they make the decision that they're ready, they know who they can trust. Yeah. So with Tim, okay, um, by Tim telling the story of his family and how proud he is that they are the longest-running dealership in America. <laughs> not in Portsmouth, not in Ohio, but in America, okay? And how proud they are of what they've done for over a century, how proud they are of their employees, mm-hmm. um, because cars are a commodity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially you can go online and... and and shop wherever you want, but yeah. why well, I struggled with do people really care when when it comes down to it, <clears throat> and and I think what what you showed me was you've got you've got to make them a part of your story, which they're the biggest part of our story. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we wouldn't have been here for 170 years if if those customers and those all those employees and the community didn't wrap their arms around us through tough times, and and. I've said this on, on previous podcasts, you do a fantastic job of including everyone in your story. Um, no one wants to watch someone else just get way ahead of everyone else, and, and it's all about them. Um, humility, I think, is uh, attractive. That's an attractive trait, and, uh, and when you make people a part of your story, that I think it's super effective. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And And making people a part of your story with with third and court the i keep this is my little no 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 yeah. thing but i i keep thinking about what we're doing and and like with promoting local businesses and giving them t-shirt ideas that takes them back to a time and place when you know that was so fun to go to martings and i remember the escalator and and you know just different things the yacht club they have a boat on the river it just makes them feel good, and then they have a story mm-hmm. about it. So it just kind of, it's a, it's all inclusive, you know, with, with the town and the people that you're trying to sell to. And something else, too, you say you're proud of, Tim said he was proud of his employees and proud of their their legacy and things like that. But something you said in the, por- in the first podcast was that you're proud to be in Portsmouth, mm-hmm. too. And I think that that is, everybody always says, that, at least from the town I'm from, Man, I can't wait to leave this town. I can't right. wait to leave this town. Well, you know what? I'm staying because I'm going to make my town better, and that's why people support you because that's what you're doing. And 
you're doing a great job of it, obviously. So absolutely, yeah. So just you don't have to pay to use Instagram. You don't have to pay to use Facebook. Um, but you have to be consistent. <clears throat> and if like creative content is king, so step one, produce content. Okay, so if you just post once a week, that's no bueno. Like. My recommendation minimally is to post three times a day, and that can become a full-time job, but get over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is your full-time job. Yeah. Okay? So post three times a day, and post something that's entertaining, educating, funny, and completely non, non-salesy. non And if, you, if you're running, and this is, you know, a lot of this is going to sound like it's ripped off from Gary Vee, because it is, but... If you're running out of ideas to to produce content, just document what you're doing. Instagram Stories is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. It's up for 24 hours, and it's gone. Um, you like right? Actually, I'm gonna keep talking as I do this, but people and people like to see that. Right. People like to see behind the scenes of what's going on. Like back, like back in the day when there was actual DVDs and they had like the special sections. Yeah. Like. The blooper reel. The blooper reel. The behind the scenes. Make it real for me. Let me see you in action. The making of. So Instagram stories is a great way to document what you're doing that day. We're going live. You know, if you just happen to be filming a podcast talking about Instagram stories, it's a a great way to do that. Um, Instagram stories is a great way to document what you're doing. So document what you're doing. People like to see that, and that helps them feel... Feel a part of the brand. Um, so continue to push, 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 doc, and publish content. Content yeah. is king. Content is king because when they decide they want that car or they decide they want to join your gym or like, I've heard enough about this Doc Spartan stuff already. I got to try it. Right. That does not happen overnight. It's a one-week, three-month, six-month process, but... The only way, the only way to guarantee you you're not successful in this is to not publish content. So, three times a day, publish content, make it creative, make it good, um, and make it of value. So, going back, if we're going to open a brewery, um, just r- ideas instead of saying, "Here's all the beers we have to offer," like what we could do is have a class, have beer classes, mm-hmm. do little clip. Quick uh, recordings of, ver- of videos saying, and this is of course I'm thinking of patties and pints, but here's the 50 beers we have on tap. You know what an IPA is? Here's our five IPAs. Here's us drinking IPAs, yep. talking about IPAs, sending that out. Damn. You own a law office in town? Like people think the only time I need a lawyer is when it's bad. Right. Uh, okay. Well, mm. how about you give. Here's the five things you need to do to create uh, an LLC. And then the next time is five, like, here's the five things you need to do to start your own will. Yeah, that's a, that's a good So point. if, uh, you know, you're John Smith attorney and you're the guy that everybody sees on Facebook giving away free advice, mm-hmm. when they need an attorney, who are they going to go to? Uh, yeah, I like that. And someone here in town did that and they did a really good job of it. I think it was a financial group. Um, they said, here is the first three tips that we're going to give you. If you want the fourth tip, 
yeah, come, come on down and yeah. sit down with me and, and we'll make it happen. And, and I thought that was a really good idea because it's like, oh, you left me hanging kind of. I guess I got to get in there. And that goes back to Tim's point of knowing I need 25,000 views this month to sell mm-hmm. 600 cars. So what can I do on social media to drive the traffic to my website to get that view number up there right. to equal the conversion rate of 600 cars? So you've talked about a logo and you've got several slogans. That's important. Yep. And I think just a very basic thing, when they visit your social media page or your website, it needs to look and sound the part. Right? Absolutely. That's the first impression. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, so, I don't know. Wait, no, be, no, a, exactly be authentic. Well, like, it, it wouldn't make sense <clears throat> if I went on to Doc Spartan um, and, saw, and didn't see Dale rocking out in the willies and, you know, or, you know, vice versa for me, like chugging beers and things like People will be like, "That's not Sadie. That why is she trying to be something that she's not? You have to be who you are, and and your logo and your brand needs to match that." Well, even more talking about the importance of social media. If you just found out about a new company, I would almost venture to say you go to their social media page first. first. I agree. Before you go to their website. I agree. So what does that tell you about how how the importance of social media of social media? They're both important, but you know, because what we you know we talked about this the other day is like, well, you know, Facebook's changed the way they do stuff on your business page. Okay, well, congratulations, you need to start paying for advertising. Suck it up. All right. Um, So if you have ten thousand followers on your Facebook page, they're not all seeing the content you put out there. You know that non-paid content. What? <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Tim. that that was Tim's exactly. Like, what do you? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. So, so talk about that. So, if it's not a personal page, if it's a business page, if it's a business page, okay, Facebook changed their algorithm. So, you post something back in the day. You got ten thousand followers. It would show up in ten thousand people's feeds. Well, Facebook wants to remain a user-friendly platform, and they get complaints if they were getting hit with ads all the time. Um, so they basically change the way they do stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you post something to a page, it, it gets seen by approximately one to two percent of <laughs> of those 10, all those posts that no one saw of those ten thousand followers. So as a business owner. Um, if you post something and you want it to be seen by more, then you can create your own advertising budget to show up in their feed. That's step one. That's a paid way to do it, of course. Step two, going back to the earlier point of creating content, would be to post good organic reach content. Organic reach being non-paid. A key example of this is uh, for third and court, we wanted to get the word out there, but we weren't willing to spend thousands of dollars to, to do that. So as on a whim, we put together a Rich Moon graphic, local hero Rich Moon graphic, <laughs> okay, and basically said, share if you support Rich, or if, I can't remember what it said. He was the world. Yeah, 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 he was, 
the world, world walking champion yeah. Richmond Sheriff. You support the champ. So for those of you listening that don't know what the hell we're talking about, this guy is basically a homeless guy that walks the city streets. He probably walks a marathon every day. Oh yeah, and uh, he's like a local celebrity. He's, yeah, he's a, a, I was going to say the same thing. He's like a little. A gemstone. If you get to see him in the day walking, it's like, yes, I won. He's a he's a he's a town icon. Yeah, that's a good word, icon. Um, and if you go to Portsmouth, he talks about for Portsmouth, they're gonna know who Rich Moon is. So we put together uh, uh, just a graphic. We put it on there and said, share if you support the champ. And at the same time, we ran paid advertising on product shots of our T-shirts. Right. Okay. Both targeting Portsmouth, Ohio only. Uh, we paid like 250 bucks, I think, on the product shots, um, and it reached a total of eight to nine thousand people. So 250 bucks got us eight to nine thousand views. The photo of Rich Moon it racked up thirty thousand views. It was insane. So people liked it. They cared. Actually, obviously, they liked it, shared it, and organically. And organ and so for free. Yeah. For free. Based upon good content, it reached right. over three times. As it many reached people. thirty thousand people. Then that was you know sixty thousand eyes that saw third mm-hmm. in court in some aspect, whether they just saw that, clicked the website, yeah, the whole deal. Because it did have our website. They saw Rich Moon, but really down in there was our website web address. Right. So that was. And before I get any hate mail about exploiting Rich Moon, we have a contract with Rich Moon to where in the future when we launch a Rich Moon line of t-shirts, Rich is going to get uh, a percentage of the sales on those. So what is that? I, you know, we can go on this forever, yeah. but just using the Rich Moon example, wrapping that up, it's a cool product. It's a unique product. You know that the product is made locally you know that the product sales are going to do good mm-hmm. in the form of, you know, actually providing some uh, source of income right. uh, for Rich Moon himself. Um, and that, and how you promote that is through daily content, social media, letting people know. Um, right. So that's a, that's a quick way to do it. Right. And like you said, I feel like this is just a topic that's always going to be evolving and changing. And we've, as business owners, we all need to grow and change with it. You know, you're crazy at this point if you're not on social media because that's where the people are. Um, but, yeah, I think that's pretty good advice. Good questions coming good in. Stuff. Good, good, good. Yeah, just you got to go where people are and you got to give them just don't be an asshole. Right. Don't ask don't ask them to come support you without you, you know, providing value. Providing value. Mm-hmm. In the, the day you got to provide value and, and build trust with the customer to earn their to earn their loyalty. Loyalty is key. Loyalty is key. Okay. Well, good, good episode. Good episode. Yeah, I I've learned a lot um and I'm excited to keep posting and you know, Connor's been doing a great job of that too. So, um, to kind of wrap things up here, uh, we talked about marketing today and um, the different types of marketing that you can do. So, 
what we're going to do is we are going to help one lucky uh, listener rather with free marketing advice from Tim and Dale. Um, If that's something that you'd be interested in, if you are a local business just trying to make a change, um, and just want, wanting help with like yeah. you don't know the difference between Instagram or Facebook, right? Or what you should do on a marketing campaign, any sort of advice. Yeah. What we want you guys to do, shoot us an email. Okay. Shoot us an email to Glock, Glock and Doc at gmail dot com, or um, yeah, just hit us up on Facebook with any questions as usual and uh, subscribe. Let us know that you're listening. And we just made this up like two minutes ago. Um, so shoot us an email, we'll look through all the emails and we'll just pick one. And then what we can do is update the listeners right. on the progress of the advice given and what that individual That'd has cool. showed, you know, so they can see, cause what, you know, we, we, instead of like us sitting on a soapbox and, and preaching to you guys and do this, do that, we want to be able to show real world examples so you guys can see how you can fit that to your own business and um, and see how it works for y'all. Way to provide value, Dale. Good job. <laughs> I just dropped the mic. Mic drop. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, tune in uh, next week when we're back live with Glock and Doc Audio Encounter. Get up. Peace. Make a little money. Make a little love. Spotlight to shine on me. What I got, I didn't get for free. I broke my back and skinned my knees. Working hard just to stay alive. I don't need much, just enough to survive. Make a dollar